Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good. Hey. <laughs> yes, it's uh, it's about 10 p.m. here in London, but I'm glad you were able to, to okay. join in today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Listen, we got a couple of minutes. We got about 20 minutes to go in and let's have a, a I won't hold you long. You won't hold me long. Let's have a great time. Yeah, no, um, I mean, one of the things about my show um, is that uh, we've got an international audience and, and they, they've they seen guests through the 90s talk about their, their journey because not everyone who um, can sing, can sign a record deal, has, has hit records. And so we want to find out how you started off and how you managed to break the mold and stuff. But I've, I've, I've an international audience and, and it's always great to know where you were born and raised. Wow, great. You know what? Um, thank you. First, I want to just say thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. And um, I'm definitely grateful to be here. And um, you know what? As far as when it comes to myself getting started in the industry, I was 15 years old. A family friend took me. Um, I, I'm from New Jersey. Okay, um, yeah, I'm from the U.S. Yes, yes. And so with that, um, being that a friend of a family friend took me to a studio one day, you know, I was a young girl who loved to sing, grew up in the church, you know, and, um, <laughs> you know, for the most part, it was just like Michael Jackson was everything to me. So it's just like, you know, I'm, thinking, I'm looking at myself. I'm a part of the Jackson family. They just didn't know. <laughs> you know I'm Michelle Jackson. You know, so um, with all of that said, a family friend took me to the studio one day in Plainfield, New Jersey, and um, I went and it was my first time ever recording. He told my mom that he was going to take me and I went to the studio and mind you, I was there all night. You know, I knew nothing about the studio, but recording and you got to take over and over and over wow. again. You know, certain things that they're doing, you just thinking like when you hear music, that is just like, it's just something that just happens and you just record one time, but that's not so sometimes, you know, especially when it's your first time being in such a studio. And um, I go to the studio, he brings it back home with a song. Now I finished the song okay. and the name of the song was called um, Dangerous Relationships, right? I'm 15 years old. So when I get home, my mom is upset and I'm about to get a whooping, you know, for coming wow. in the house late. And he's okay. like, no, 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 Miss Judy, Miss Judy. Miss Judy, we was at the studio, and and so my mom hears the song, and she loves the song, and um, from there, what happens is that I start going to the studio, and I at the time I didn't know Keisha and Kima, and they were actually going to the studio and working with the same gentleman, and upon us um, being in the studio together, you know, we would say hi or whatever, and maybe about two weeks later he called, and I didn't know Kima and Keisha was looking for a third member of their group because they had another, I believe they had another young lady before myself and it didn't work out. But, um, you know, mind you, I'm at the studio and they called me, they called me on the phone and they was just like, Pamela, um, the producer that I was working with, Norman Bradley, he was like, uh, the girls wanna do a group with you, you know, because we, like I said, we saw each other in passing. I thought Keisha was yeah. cool. Um, I thought Kima was, um, I didn't care for Kima at the time because, you know, I was, a little, I was a little knucklehead at the time. I was a little knucklehead and I thought she was bougie, which she was not. <laughs> it was just me being a knucklehead as a 15-year-old kid, right? And so with all of that said, we got on the phone, we're talking, and they was like, do you want to be in a group? And I was like, mm, no. You know, and I was just like, because, you know, I'm looking at it as I'm a solo act. I'm a young kid. I No. And so he talks to me more on the phone and they're on the phone. And I finally just say, all right, yeah, I'll be in it. And pretty much um, from that moment, um, we met, Kim and Keisha had knew um, a couple of guys in the industry. And, you know, they, they heard um, some music that we did together. They took us to a woman by the name of Kathy Dukes. And when we met Kathy Dukes, 
Come to find out, she never told us in the beginning that Puff, um, Puff Daddy, at the time, that was his name, um, he was um, actually the godson, uh, godfather of her son. And so, you know, she would have us um, doing different shows and she was grooming us and all of these things. And then one day she says to us that, um, you know, because she would have us in, our, in her car and she would be like, get out and sing, you know, she'd get out. And, you know, you looking like, oh, my goodness. And she's like, we were singing for people, jumping out of her car, just going singing for people. And we sung for CL Smooth. And um, we sung for, um, I believe, their dancer, Glenn. We, we, we were singing for just pretty much everybody. And one day she's like, I'm going to take you to Pup Daddy. And so, you know, um, we went to Pup Daddy at the time. And we he came down on the elevator of the Hit Factory in New York. Um, and so with all of that being said, we sung for him as soon as the elevator doors um, closed. It was just like we was all in his face, you know, going in. And it was just like, you know, he kind of was just like a little lean back a little bit. And he was just watching us. And we got off the elevator. He walked out. We followed him to a lounge in um, the Hit Factory. And then from there, we sung for him the records that we had with the producer that we were working with at the time. And um, we, we finished. And he, you know, his face was kind of just like. Like he didn't look impressed at all. And um, he asked us our names. And then from there, it was just like, all right, we told him our names. And he was like, all right, thank y'all for coming out. If he was like, if you ever got into an argument or whatever, could y'all still work together in the studio? You know, we was like, yes. And he's like, all right, thank y'all for coming out. And it was just like, he hated us, you know? So you kind of just leaving with like, yeah. you just like feeling some sort of kind of way. And it was just like, it was hurtful, you know? And I remember, you know, you a little teared up, I believe at that time, you know, I'm a teared up, I'm a 15 year old kid. And it's just like, you know, but five o'clock that next morning, he called and he told Kathy, he said, don't take those girls anywhere. I want right. to sign. So it was just like, he signed us. And it was just like, at the time he was in the transition, still up at, up at Uptown. And he had, it was Craig Mack, Biggie in total. And oh, wow. um, he, then he left there and Bad Boy came about and that we were his first three acts. It was, it was Craig first, then it was Biggie, then it was Total. And you know, Puff was so, he was so dope and so creative to where it was just like, everybody was a family package. You know, everybody was on everybody's record. And that's how, you know, Kima's and, Kima and Keisha's voice was on Juicy, you know, but they said Total, but it was Kima and Keisha who did the record. And so it was just like Puff knew how to put an imprint on everybody. And then when it came to remix of, of, of um, One More Chance, that was my voice, you know, Faith and Mary did the original. And then here you, you know, Pamela was doing, I was doing more vocally, but it was all three of us. It was myself, Kima and Keisha. And it was just like, I had a, a opportunity for my vocals to shine on the remix of One More Chance. And then it was just so many things. And then next thing you know, here we come, 1995. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but, we, but before you yeah. get there, because one of the things that, because um, I, I, you, you, you have a very different persona, and I wanted to find out what was your influence when you came out and when you started off, because you wanted to go solo. So who was around at that point where you were looking and saying, this person is in the kind of lane that I was looking to be as a as a solo artist. You know what? Um, I would say it wasn't really it wasn't really anybody around. It was just really truly all God. Like I cannot I can't say it any other kind of way because you know what? Um, I was a kid in school. I just loved to sing. I love when you know you in the choir and people um, cheering you on at church. You know, and it's just like. 
And that was the that was the highlight of church because you know I didn't really have a relationship with God back then. It was just pretty much I just I just like to sing and I like to sing in the choir and I like to see the senior choir sing and it was just so many things that I just loved about music. And then you know I was a girl walking down the hallway in school with her headphones on, or I was a girl you know I'm getting in trouble because I shouldn't have had them on. And it's just like I'm singing down the hallway, I'm singing in class, and it was just like I told my mom at a young age I was like I don't want to go to um, college. I want to sing and my mom was like okay you know she's like all right baby you know she was just like she was there for me with the things that I wanted to do and it was just like like I, like I said it was all God like it was such a setup from him to where it was just like I had nothing to do with it. all I had was a dream you know all I had was something in my heart that I knew that was burning on the inside of me and when I saw Michael Jackson when I saw you know the the ones that I liked as far as the music you know listen in in, in our home you know we listened to Stephanie Mills my mom listened to um you know on the 8 track she listened to Smokey Robinson she listened yeah. to The Temptations you know and it, even though it was like those songs I didn't understand them as a kid I still just was like loving music music was everything to me yeah but you know what because when I look at um especially yourself uh, and there's very few art, uh, female artists who had the kind of swagger that you had um wow. and that was like Mary and probably wow. little Kim um wow. because when I see total perform you know you're you know you're the one that's uh, based you know and Puffy does his little sort of funny dance yeah, yeah. you're the only one that really does the stuff and so so I was wondering back then the performance part of that, because that's, that's something that a lot of artists, female artists, didn't really get to. They, they had the vocal yeah. talent, but you were able to get the two together. Wow. Was it Michael Jackson or what was, who, who was it that you were looking at from 1991 that you were like, okay, I'm, I, I can be in that lane before mm -hmm. Total? You know what? I, I definitely can say that I watched Michael so much as a little kid. I was I was so enamored with Michael to the point where it was just like, you know, I'm crying in my living room and screaming, you know, like literally screaming at the TV. I watched Michael Jackson, everything. I watched that cartoon, the Jackson 5. You know, I listened to the Jackson 5 um, albums, even though it was like I was a young kid watching and, and listening to it it just it was just music like I said I didn't know what the, what the words meant but it was just the the the, the passion and, and the love that he had like when Michael moved his foot it's just like you knew like he felt everything and so it was just like it was something on the inside of me that was so relatable like I could relate to that to where it was just like I was like yo this is what I want to do and it's just like when I get on the stage and it, or when I sing, it's just like something just, it's like, it's, it's such a solace that's there. And it's just like, it's like, I'm not trying to do. It's just like, it just comes out. So yeah. it's just something that's so natural that God has given to me. And it's just like, I, when I say that I love to perform and I'm so grateful for being able to, because it's just like, it be, it's so becoming of me. It's, it's so me, you know, yeah. so it's not something that I'm trying to do. It's just that it just comes out that way. And, and because I watched Michael so much, it was just that I was able to relate to him. I wasn't trying to be him, you know, as a kid, you mimic, oh, don't get me wrong. I mimicked everything that he did because I loved what I saw. And it was just like the performance, the the singing, every like you said, the the whole package. Yeah. And it was something that I always just wanted to do. It made me, it it brought so much more out of me seeing that. 
Yeah. So then when you were recording your stuff um, and before they said, oh, these girls are trying to come up with a group. Right. What, who were you looking at then thinking, OK, because Mary must have been out by then. But I don't think right. too many female um, um, in that in that mid early 90s uh, general. So did you have an, an idea like, OK, I can be like Mary or Tony Braxton? Or what were you thinking before you agreed to join Total? You know what? Um, before then, I pretty much was watching some of everybody. You know, Queen Latifah was out at that okay. time, you know, and it was just like Moni Love and you had MC Light and you had so many different female rappers. You had the brat that was out, you know, you had so many people that was doing things. So it was just like you, you, you're inspired by pretty much a lot of what you see. But it was just more or less, I can't even front, Michael had always just <laughs> hands down the one for me. So it was just like, whatever he did, it was just like some, it was like he always um, circumvented himself. Like, it was like, it was like Michael always came back with something. So it was like, he stayed in the fate in our faces, even when Mary was on the scene and when everybody else was on the scene, Michael was so relevant. He was always relevant. He always yeah. had that relevancy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's so so you you mentioned hip hop uh, artists because were you was your style anything close to light and debrat and stuff before total? You know what I can say that um, I'm not going to say that my I was like them, but I I can relate to them because you know what I wasn't the. I wasn't the dainty one, you know what I mean? I wasn't the, 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 the I was more kind of like, you know, more here with it. So it was just like, you would have <laughs> looked at me and thought that I was a rapper, you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, okay, she rap, you know? And it, it didn't, you wouldn't know that this little squeaky voice and this, this, this voice that would come out that would be, um, you know, something that God gave me that was very different, but at the same time too, so rememberable. You know, so it was just like, you wouldn't have thought that that would have came out. You would have thought I would have been like, yo, what up, da, da. you know what I mean? You would have thought that I would have came like that, but that wasn't so at all. So it was just like, you know, it was just a, just a beautiful uh, combination just in total in general. And even just um, total coming into the music game, it was just like, I'm just so grateful because we weren't like anybody else. Yeah. We were ourselves, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I saw um, one of my favorite shows back then was Video Soul with Donnie Simpson and Chelsea. Yeah. Right. And, and I saw when you guys and, and Biggie were on there and after your performance and they interviewed you guys. And I realized, wow, how, how nerve wracking was it for you in the early days? Because you hear you are your, your sunglasses and everything. <laughs> was it tough then being in the limelight and being interviewed and, and stuff like that back then for you? You know what? It was, um, I'm not going to say it was, it wasn't nerve wracking. I wasn't afraid of it, but I wasn't as much of a talker. Keisha was the one that was like in the head of the group. So Keisha and Kima, Kima talked a little bit, but Keisha was more or less the one that would speak a lot. And you know what? It was just like, you get a little nervous because it's just like, you know, you get that. He's like, whoo, you know, you get a little <laughs> nervous. And, um, but for the most part, loved every moment of it, especially when it's what you love to do. When you're, yeah. when you're in your element and it's like, you're not trying to be there, but it's just like, you know, that it's now it's the moment that you have because um, it's what's on the inside of you. It's such a great feeling yeah. to be fulfilled. Yeah. And it, it, come, it came across, um, and I'm saying came based on how you guys were in, in your performance that you, you just love being on the stage. Yes. I always wondered about the, the fashion because the three of you had distinct fashion. Um, one wearing the skirts, one wearing the very shorts off. You wearing the, 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 
was that a conscious decision or do you have a stylist or how was what, what, what was that set up you know what i believe um shout out to Sybil Penix um because actually at the time she was our manager slash um stylist and she was actually styling at the time mary um heavy d god rest his soul um jodeci um so many other people like she was working christopher williams she was working with everybody you know and so with that she just took what she saw in us and just enhanced it and took it to the next level pretty much and it was just like you know she saw the personality she was looking at the i'm pretty sure the personalities that we carried and and it was a hit you know it was definitely a hit it wasn't something that she tried to make up it was pretty much she just be she saw what she saw and she dressed us in in certain things and it was just like and it really just it just really stuck it did were you were you prepared for the the success um especially of um, your first single when it came out were you prepared for how well it was received and how big before your album even came out right you know what in all honesty i believe that it kind of pretty much caught um the label off guard and i say that because we didn't have an album ready we went on tour for a year with one song like with, uh, with with can't you see which was incredible you know so it was just like but when we came off it was like we had to catch up we had to play catch up to get the album done and you know being babies in the industry is just like like i said going in that studio is just like in recording you it's not as it's not as easy when you're not used to it you're in a you're in a major major studio now and wow. you're able to hear everything if you if you go you can hear it and it's like very loud so it can be very intimidating in that booth and it was moments out I was intimidated you know in the booth a little it's like not a little nervous but scared like oh my goodness and you got this big time producer that you still you're you're a, you're a kid but at the same time too you know now I'm I'm out of high school because at this time and we're recording and um I'm looking at him but I'm still starstruck because I'm like <laughs> this is Puff Daddy that was chasing Mary around in that real love video you know because I was that's what I remember about him he chasing her around he chasing around um big les i should say in the, in the in the video so it's just like you know i'm i'm still looking at that like this is puff daddy and so it's just like it's it you were fearful because you want to sound good in front of him and then it's just like you know he's looking to pull things out of you and he's saying <laughs> yes i like this no i don't so it was just like it was a lot but it was it was such an amazing experience amazing did did, did you write before you because when you were in the studio back in the day, were you did you learn how to write or were you just mainly focused on singing? You know what? As an artist back then, I didn't know anything about singing. Now, you know, I was a writer, like as far as like I like I like the write, writing stories when I was younger. But yeah. for the most part, other than that, no, I knew nothing about I just wanted to sing. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I want to sing. That's it. And, yeah. you know, and as I grew in the industry, I learned about writing you know wow. I learned about how important it was and like to really sit down and like wow like I can write a song because I never thought that I I never was interested in that and then too I didn't I wasn't confident enough to write when I started learning about it but now it's just like you know thank God aha uh -huh. you know yeah. I got it <laughs> yeah. I got it I thank him for gracing me with it um it is it is such a beautiful thing to be able to write about what's on the inside of you, you know, and, and to express your feelings and not only for just yourself, but to be able to write that for someone else. Yeah. I mean, I, I interviewed Mike and Slim Lamb last week from 112. Nice. And um, they were talking about, um, you know, how 
you know, they were in the biggest, you guys were part of the biggest label at the time, you know, Bad Boy, you know, anything that came out was turned to gold, uh, platinum, gold, it, it didn't matter what you guys did. Did you find that being a lot of pressure or did you just enjoy the moment or were you able to think, okay, what was it like in that 96, 97 when everything Bad Boy touched was just magic? You know what, it, it was, I'm not gonna say it was pressure at first. I think the pressure came like kind of when you, when you leave Bad Boy, you know, because upon leaving the label and not being on the label anymore, because of what you have done in the past and the things that have been created and has been so huge and so beautiful and so big, you can find yourself comparing, you can find yourself battling with the old you that you were. And sometimes it can stifle you because that's what happened to me at one point. I was so stifled and I was afraid to go forward and I had to contend with myself. So I'm fighting with myself, you know, because of what it is that I've done opposed to just being me and remembering that bad boy didn't make me, they didn't create me. It was God who did it. It wasn't Total who did it, who created Pamela Long. It was, you know, so it was just like, I had to learn how to stop fighting myself, stop trying to contend with what I did and just be who I am. And that was one of the hardest things to do. So it was after not being in the mix thereof because we were working with the hottest producers. So it's just like, you just like, all right, we, we got to come with it. So you know that they're looking to make it happen. They're not going to make it be anything less than that. But when you're by yourself, you know, sometimes because you lose your identity, you know, you can lose it. I lost mine. You know, because I became Pam, quote, unquote, from Total. And my name is Pamela Long. That's not who I am. It's a part of my life. It's a part of my history. I'm grateful for it. And I will always be grateful. But I had to remember who I am. I had to come to a place where I start to know who I am. Because I was so lost up in that, you know, Pam from Total, Pam from Total, Pam from Total. I'm Pamela Long, you know, I'm Judy's baby, as I would always, you know, I'm Judy's baby, I'm Judy Long's baby, that's who I am, so that's when the pressure hit. And you, you, and you, you say that, and, and it, but it's quite a challenge for all of us, I mean, whether, you, I mean, whether you're a doctor or um, a police officer, we tend to get wrapped up in our, our work as our, on our identity, and I guess for somebody like yourself, being in the limelight and thousands of people screaming, for you, it must be even harder to be able to separate yourself from the persona of the entertainer. When your second album, after your second album, you still have big hits and then there's no third album. Was that where the challenge became where it was like, what do I do next or who am I? You know what? It wasn't, it wasn't that fact. It was more or less that, you know, when it was time, we were at the height of our career and things just went, came to a halt. And it was pretty much, you know, like I, I, I can't speak for the other ladies, but I can speak for myself when I say it was just so much going on the, on the inside of me. I lost the, the essence of who I was, you know, and upon me losing self, it's just like, man, listen, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm kind of looking at myself like, who am I? You know, and it's just like, you know, my mom, I'll never forget. My mom was like one of the, the, the major parts of my life that helped to change me. And, and, and it's, I'm not going to say that it was right away because it wasn't, but it was just like it hit hard when my mom said to me one day, my mom being that she was my best friend, you wow. know, um, she said to me, she was just like, I love you, but I don't like you, wow. you know, and it was like, 
it was it hit like a ton of bricks. She was always in my corner. And she still was in my corner after she said that, but she kept it so real with me to the point where she was just like, you know, I didn't raise you like this. And it was more or less of what I had become, you know, it's just like, you know, sometimes you be, become so arrogant, you know, you can be very prideful and the world don't see it. But, you know, those that know you the, that the best, they know, you know, and it's just like, and then if you really look at yourself pretty much, you know. And so it was just like so much going on from, from that standpoint. But it's just like, you know, I thank God that my life changed. He changed my entire life and I'm, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. I'm still push, pushing forward. Don't get me wrong. There have been things that I have gone through since I have been saved, gave my life to the Lord. It was things, a lot of mistakes that I've made. I hit my head in, on, on, on so many, um, on so many, how can I say it? I hit my head up against so many walls by my own fault. You know, it was just because I was being hard-headed, disobedient, didn't want to listen to God, didn't want to submit, but still thought that I could rock out and, and be this Christian woman that I was pronouncing to the world. And it was just like, God was like, okay, since you don't want to, since I see that you don't want to change, I'm going to pull the rug from under your life. And that's exactly what he did. And God exposed me on so many different levels. And then from there, it's just like now I'm in a place where I'm looking to be back and to be who he says that I'm supposed to be, not who I try to make myself look like, you know? So this is the journey that I'm on now. And I'm so grateful for God not taking my life because he could have, you know? So at the end of the day, I'm just, I'm a, I'm, I'm a work in progress, but I can't make no excuses for myself no more. And it's just like, I'm not trying to, to be what I'm not. I just want to be who he says I am, you yeah. know? So. See, I, I noticed that you, um, you wrote, uh, you came out with a book um, recently and, and was this a lot more about your journey and, and your transformation and, and where you're planning to be? You know what? No, this book that I, the book that I, that's out now was a part pieces, um, uh, total exposure, um, pieces of me. It's just about my life and some of the things that I went through, some of the hurts and the pains and, the, you know, from a young girl growing up, you know, from being going through molestation, going through promiscuity, going through, you know, being that girl who was the ugly girl who never loved herself, you know, and growing up being a woman, um, a grown woman and people thinking that I quote unquote. I love myself and I didn't, you know, and so it's just like putting on that, 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 that whole persona. And then it's just like, you know, after all of that, it was just like, you know, God just, like I said, ripped the covers off of me. If you, you think that you can play with God, you can't, he's so much bigger, so much greater, knows all things, knows the heart. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm grateful for just another, another opportunity. So that the exposure and all the rest of the stuff came after the book. You know, so it's just like, you know, I just thank God because he didn't have to grace me to be here. Yeah. So, um, <sighs> choke me up a little bit, you know, <laughs> because it's like when you, when you think about it, when you think about um, where you could have been, you know, when you think about playing and, and trying to play a role with, with God, especially when it comes to Christianity and playing in the church and to know that God was gracious enough to give me another opportunity. I'm grateful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, the way you speak about your, your faith um, is, um, is inspiring, um, especially being that you've come through um, quite a lot. But yeah. what is exciting is the fact that you, you're, you're part of this new, this new show with, yeah. my, uh, with eight other women. 
Mm-hmm. And um, now, personally, I'm thinking nine girls in a group seems a little too much. <laughs> yeah. But the reality TV needs as many people as possible. But can you tell us a little bit about, about this project? Because it, it does sound like it'll be fun. You know what? The project is amazing. Um, it, it drops June 9th um, on BET. Um, it starts at 10 p.m. EST time, uh, 9 central. It is going to be and amazing, and not just because I'm a part of it, but it's an amazing journey. You know, right now I can't, they won't allow um, me to say too, too much about it, but what I can say about it is that you will see the ups and the downs. You will see the, the hurts, you will see the tears, you will see the frustration. You will see a lot in this show that is so real. And it's just like, I promise you that in nine women, that you will, you, I believe that a lot of compassion will be shown for every woman. I believe that there's some that you would, you would, you some moments where you'll be like, yo, I, you know, some will be looking like, but at the end of the day, I, at the end of the day, I believe that the end of the story is so beautiful, but you got to go through the whole process. Sometimes in life, you don't know what you're going to have to go through to get to the beautiful side of things. But if you go all the way through and if God allows you to go all the way through it and you get to that beauty, and that's the part that is so awesome, is that when you can get to the beauty and the beauty to me is God, you know, when you're able to be like, yo, to look at yourself and to say, what can I do to change me? You know, all this time I've been blaming everybody else. All this time I've been looking at everybody else. All this time I've been wanting for someone else to change, but it's me. So the, I believe that that's why I believe that this, the way that they put this together, shout out to Carlos, you know, uh, King for doing this, because I don't know if they know, knew that it was going to come out this way. But because of what has occurred, I believe that it's going to be an amazing, amazing see, uh, like season of uh, things to come. I believe that it's going to skyrocket so much for every woman. Wow. It, yeah. Was it a case where... It it seemed real. When I mean real, did it remind you of your early days of Total, how things were, or because it's cameras everywhere? Did it seem, um, did it seem as if okay, we have to we're scripted? No, it wasn't scripted at all. It was it was completely different. In all honesty, um, to have a camera in your face every day, all day for twenty four hours, is one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. I promise you, mentally. It's the hardest thing that I have to do. You know, you wake up with a camera, you go to sleep with a camera. If you sneeze, there's a camera. If you turn right, if you turn right, if you turn left, if you're standing still, there's a camera everywhere, everywhere. And it's very, it, it was difficult. You know, it was difficult. Like you saying to yourself, like, yo, look, like I, you had your moments that you felt like you were gonna break. Wow. You really did. It was just like, it was just like, okay, like if I, if I did not have my you know my faith if I didn't have the Lord with me like who's to say what could have happened with me like and and it's just like you know so it's just like sometimes when it's a little different now when you see people on television and you like you know you scroll through and you see somebody flipping out on one of these uh shows and you say to yourself like it's not like why are you bugging out like that but now it's a little different when you see it because if you're not grounded yeah I promise you you can flip. Wow. You can flip. And I see because that's it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. 
It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. It really is. And you wouldn't think it is. You know, I've done videos and it's just like, oh, okay, cool. You know, and there's no more camera. But to have a camera in your face for 30 days straight. Oh, 30 days. Wow. 30 days. Picking up everything that you do. There's not one thing that you do that, that the camera's not on you. That right there alone is just like, okay. All right. Yeah. Do you guys make friends afterwards? I mean, not about the show, but do you still keep in touch with the, the, the ladies? I mean, after 30 days in that kind of close contact. You know what? After 30 days of, of being around somebody, how could you not? You know, how could you not like have some type of care? You know, going into it, you just like, all right, this is just a show. I'm, you know, I ain't looking to make no friends. You know, at the end, you you kind of just like, you know, like, all right, you know, all right, um, so I'm gonna call you. You know, so it's just like, you know, you definitely, you definitely, I can honestly say, you definitely, definitely um, inquire some things that you don't even look to inquire. You know, and. Um, that's what's so so dope and so beautiful is that sometimes you don't know. Yeah. There's so much greatness that can come, you know, when you when you kind of when you free yourself for it to come, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still doing your fitness? Because I one of the things that I that I, I saw uh, on your when I was watching following on IG that you were you, you had your very big into your, your fitness and stuff. Yes. Um, you, we're probably the same age, but you you almost feel hot. You know, almost look half my age and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, is this stuff that you could is that stuff that where did you pick up the fitness stuff and, and, and how often are you doing it now you know what um fitness have always been my thing you know I was a little girl that climbed the trees you know, <laughs> you know I had the baby doll drop that baby doll and then go <laughs> and climb the tree with my brother and them you know play football and they would hit me so hard you know because I was a girl you know so they're trying to make you know they're trying to make the girl cry but you know you get up crying and still play you know so I was the one that was out there trying to play baseball kickball whatever it was and so it's just like I've always been pretty much athletic and I've worked out and since I was like 15 years old, but got serious kind of pretty much in my early like 20s, I would say like, I really just really start just really loving to work out. And it was something that I did, um, you know, in Bad Boy Puppy um, actually um, had a budget for us to be able to work out. That was something that I did and stayed doing. And then, you know, like I said, it was a part of my, it's a part of my life. So right now, it's just like I work out four times a week and wow. I still am um, just on top of it. If, it. if it was up to me, I would work out a little bit more than that. But it's just like, you know, when you start getting older in age, it's just like, you know, God God kind of pretty much is just like, slow down. You know, yeah. you, ain't no young, you ain't no youngster no more. You know, you're looking at the 20-year-old in the gym and you still trying to get it like her. And it's just like your body like, look, you are 45 years old. Calm down. <laughs> She's 20, calm down, stop, you know? This ain't no competition, just keep yourself together. You all right. And so it's just like, you know, with all of that, I'm, <laughs> with all of that, I'm just, I'm grateful that I'm still able to do it. I, I, I love, don't get me wrong. I, it's, it's not, before it was about, you know, me trying to just keep my abs right and trying to keep this right and for people to see it. So now it's just pretty much for myself. I'm learning that it's for me. You yeah. know, I'm learning that it's for me, you know, it's just like, you know, the, the belly not being shown no more, you know, it took me a minute to get over that, you know, when God, 
cover up, you know, when God was like, all right, look, it's time to cover up. And I kind of took it hard. Like, God, I'm working all hard and I'm seeing everybody else showing, you know, they showing their little stuff. And But now it's just like more or less it's, that struggle is no longer there. It's just like, you know, cover up. And, you know, and it, it's just like I can I can be beautiful covered up, you know, opposed to having everything sticking out, you know. So it's just like I'm still just learning. I'm still learning a lot, you know, still learning how to to love myself in a way to where I don't have to do what everybody else is doing. I don't have to be seen this type of way for me to feel beautiful about myself. So it's just so many things that I'm learning, you know, I'm still, I'm 45 years old and I'm learning. I'm, I'm learning how to love me, you know? So you would think that you, you, you would love yourself, you know, but it's just like, it took me a little longer in that aspect of things, but I'm grateful that um, I still have the opportunity to have the journey and I'm learning. I really yeah. am learning and it feels good to look and to love myself, to learn how to love me. You know, and to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to do that so that somebody can see me and then they try to talk to me and they this and they that, you know, because I've, I've had those struggles. Yeah. You know, I would be a lie to say that I didn't. So when I'm not doing this, I'm a, I'm a mental health therapist for under 18 years. And what? the biggest thing I struggle with, no, I struggle, but my, my biggest caseload are, are females who struggle with self-esteem. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's that's and, and a lot of the self-esteem that they struggle with is is from the home. So at the home, they didn't really get the self-esteem and the love from home. So when they get into second high school, and and they get look at other people and realize, oh, we, we don't look as pretty, pretty as her, or this guy's talking to other girls and not talking to us. That's where they struggle. And now to hear you, you know, in in your forties, still talking about loving yourself and about self-esteem and, and things like that it's it's quite amazing because it's it's it shows that it's still a journey because it's not just about high school kids or college kids that it's something that can take us a lifetime to to really go through and stuff and so um it's as i said it's really encouraging to be able to hear somebody who's had the success that you have to be able to admit that yeah it, it can still be a struggle yeah, you know, and you know what? I thank God. I thank God for being able to be in a place where it's just like you got to be real because if you're not real, then you'll never be helped, you know, and it's just like I've masked it. You know, you mask things for so long. You can make yourself appear to be something that you're not to so many different people. And my mom used to say, my mom said, you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool God none of the time, you know, and it's just like when you get older, you start to really understand that that is that's so true. And it's just like, you know, it's just in a point in, in my life where I just want to be real. I don't want the fake. I don't want the phony no more. I don't want the facade. I don't want to put on the, the, the stuff that, you know, the appearances. It's just like, man, look, I just want help. God, please just help me because I need your help. And it's just like when you can come and be transparent like that. And, you know, before, like, I am I was so used to being fake. I was so used to being made up. I was so used to looking to be somebody else. And like you said, these young girls, we have all of these different pictures of what beauty looks like and all of these things. So it's just like one of my, my pastor, my apostle, she preached about it um, as well. She talked about loving yourself. Um, but I want to speak about what my pastor said. My pastor, um, she broke it down 
one day. Um, I, I thank God for these women of God in my life. They are so, they are so powerful. You know what I mean? Sometimes men think that, you know, you're not supposed to have women preachers, but that's not biblical. You know what I mean? But I, I'm not even going to go there. But for the most part, it's just like, I thank God for these women, these strong women of God who really love the Lord and who um, is about their father's business. And I remember my pastor, she, she talked about relearning things. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you don't know how much you have to relearn until you start learning. And then you'd be like, dog, the way I think, it's like, really? I remember one time my apostle told me, she is just like, it's your thinking. The way that you think is off. You know what I mean? And when you start to see how you think is wrong, and it's just like the relearning aspect. So it's just like what I love is so dope, right? I'm going to say this in, in the Bible, a lot of people be like, you know, that's why it's so important for us to read the Bible because it's like everyday life. In the Bible, in the book of Genesis, in the beginning, I believe it's in chapter one around verse 26, 28. And God said, he said, let us make, meaning the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And I read that so many times, right? But recently when I read it, it was almost like a ton of bricks hit me. And I said, God, wait a minute. You said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. So God, that means that the way that I look, the way that I am, you created me on purpose. So with that, that means that I'm supposed to love who I am, not what I see somebody else to be, but I've always like counted myself against, like you said, these young girls as a young kid. All you see on TV is the, the this and the that, the, the, the small frame one, the light skin one, you know, the one that has the, the what we used to call, what I call too, good hair, you know, not the, not the, the straight hair, the this, the that. Those were the things that we seen and was on every other magazine. It wasn't the ones that with the kinky hair that we see now, the ones, it wasn't, that wasn't lifted up. So as a kid, you know, or things, or just as an insecure woman, having those things that you see all the time in your face and you saying, I don't look like that. Yeah. So you don't think to love yourself. You love what you see and try to become that. And so now I'm so grateful to God is that I, when I look in the mirror, I don't look like that, but I look like what God created. And so love her is what I'm learning how to do. You know what I mean? I'm learning how to love her because he was intentional when he made me. And I'll never forget when the prophetess of, of God, she said to me, she said, when you don't love yourself, she said, it's like you, and I, I can't remember how she said it. She's like, but it's like you, like you disdain and like spitting in the face of God. Like you don't appreciate what God has created. And I didn't catch it then, you know, you say, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't catch it because I was so stuck on trying to be this beautiful, all I wanted to be was just this beautiful thing, this beautiful woman. God, why do I have to have the, the blemishes, God? Why do I got to go through the, the skin that seemed like it goes up and down? Why this, God? Why that? Opposed to never looking at the picture and loving who he created. And so I'm learning. And I say to any young person, you are so beautiful. I don't care what what is going on? Okay, if it's some things, that, and I heard my pastor say this, she's, if there's some things, and my, and my apostle said it before, and the ministers in my church said it before, is that if there's anything in your life that you want to change that you can change, then change it. If it's your weight, 
then you you know what you got to do. Push back from the table a little bit. Do what it is that you got to do. But the things that you can't change, love yourself. Love it. Love who you are. And she told us to read Psalm 139. So if you get an opportunity, read Psalm 139. I pray that it would, I know that it will change your life. Because you will start to see that God created you from the beginning of time. He, he made you fearfully and wonderfully, is what he says. So, Well, family, I want to thank you for, for the inspiration. Um, I always ask my guests before uh, they leave, if you were stuck in an elevator and you had to watch them, and they said it'll take a couple of hours, we can put a movie on for you. What movie would you request to watch? Wow. Um, you know what movie just came to my mind? It's Color Purple. Oh, goodness. I love, yeah. I love that movie. I used to watch it so much, you know, um, um, Harpo, you know, you, yeah. you, you know, every, you know, every part, you know, you, you better bust Mr.'s head open and think yeah. about him later, you know, you better. So it's just like that movie was, it had so many, so many ups and downs. And, you know, just even thinking about Celie, how she didn't love herself, yeah. you know, but it's something at the end, how just all the things that she went through. It was just like, look at the beauty that came at the end. Her sister, who she loved so much, came back into her life. And then look at Suge Avery. You look at, you know, the, the process of the things that she went through in her life. You know, even look at Mr. You know, even though his heart was so hard at the end, his heart, you know, God had a way of touching his heart. So many different levels to the movie. So it's just like, that would be the movie that I was sitting there and I would watch it over and over again, especially that part where God is trying to tell you something. That that song, that song did it for me. You got to take it and you got to roll it back and then you roll it back again. <laughs> you know, when, when when they do meet at the end and they're doing like that, I, I, I always brings a tear to my eye. When, when she sees yes. um, it, yeah, every it, time, right? It, it brings a tear to my eye. They're about <laughs> to put on the movie, but they said, look, it'll take a few seconds. Let's play a song. What song do you request? Okay, um, what song will I request? Um, let's go with um, Michael Jackson. There'll be no darkness tonight, lady. We'll shine. Lady, right my life. Yeah, that yeah, is my yeah. Favorite Yo, song. and you know what was so dope about <laughs> this, right? Is that I would my mom. That was my that was my anthem to my mom. She would always be the lady in my life. Because had it not been for. <laughs> Had it not been for her being my mom, I don't know where I would be. I mean, that's, I interviewed Donnell Jones and we both have the same song, the same lady nice. in my life. That, nice. That's amazing. So is your mom still around? My mom passed away going on five years now. Wow. It, it'll be five years coming up, yeah. And she was my, that was my, my queen, my cupcake. I called my mom my cupcake. She was my everything. I loved she was my superhero. I'll say that. She was, my mom was my superhero. I loved her and I still just, I still love her. I thank God for just, for everything that um, she's taught me and, you know, um, yeah. What would she say if she saw you, if saw the, the Pamela today? You know what? She would have said the ups and the downs that I went through. My mama would have definitely, she would have been like, you know better than this. You know, she, um, but she would have stuck by me through it all and um, seeing me through, like, it was just like, you know, my mom seen me go through so much in the industry, mm. and I'll never forget um, before I gave my life to the Lord, and then it was just like, I, you know, you heard the thing that she spoke about, like, as far as me not doing um, what I should have been doing, yeah. but what I love it, in the, that whole process is when my mom said to me, when she was just like, um, 
She saw me give my life to the Lord and all those things. She saw me walking with the Lord. It was just like, you could see the relief of peace there. You know, it was just like she got her baby back. You know, she got her daughter back, you know, opposed to the one that was running ragged and drinking and doing all these other things, you know. It was just like for her to have that peace, yeah. to know that everything was going to be all right. And I, I, I believe that, you know, when I when I was doing what I was doing, she would have came to the table like she always would. And she wouldn't out me in front of nobody, but she'd be like, I want to talk to you. And I knew every time she said it, I was like, <laughs> I knew it, you know, and she would talk and she would have her talk with me and she would have had her talk with me, but she still would have loved me through it. And, and I believe that now where I am and how I'm, how I'm looking to press forward and how I'm pressing forward, I believe that she would be like, all right, do what you need to do so that you can be who you need to be, you know? What advice would you give up and coming uh, recording artists? Because just as your mom was there um, and, and really had your back most of them coming in the industry don't have that type of support and, and and you've gone through an industry which from most of my guests it's not it's not not it's not they haven't been the greatest you know money being taken people taking advantage somebody coming in now how what would you sort of advice would you give upcoming artists you know what i would say know the business if you do not know the business, know the business, know the business. It's, it's, it's good to want to be in it, but know the business, please. And know that everything, don't believe the hype about everything, you know, really know the business, do your homework, get on Google, find out about some things. And I will tell them, and then I want to tell them, please never, ever, 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 ever give away your publishing. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't give away your publishing. Don't if you know. Don't compromise who you are. Be who you are. Be the artist that you know that you are in your heart. Because bringing the individual, your individual artistry to this to this music industry is so dope. That's how you had the the, the Mary J. Blige's and the the Brat and the you know SWV and Total and Escape and and LL Cool J and Biggie and and Craig Mack and Tupac and uh, Dr. Dre, um, Snoop Dogg. That's how you had every because everybody was individual. Don't do it what everybody else is doing. Be who you are, and when you be who you are, everybody can't be Beyonce. So don't, if you're not putting on the, the little skirts, if you wasn't coming into the industry with the little skirt, don't start putting it on because they're trying to make you into somebody else. Don't do it. To the dudes who they trying to make, okay, braid your hair up and look like and sound like, mm-mm. Be that Chance the Rapper. Be that Kendrick Lamar. Be that J. Coles. Be that um, lyrics that's coming out. Be, 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 be that. Don't, don't be something else because it doesn't work. Is it easy though? Because, I mean, you've gone through it. Was it, is it easy to, stand your ground and not sign away for that shot of fame you know what it is it is and it isn't it depends on the individual you know and it's just like like i said what's worth the compromise what's worth your soul what's worth it nothing you know you can put uh you can put money on everything you can put you can put money you can take money and you can move it here 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 but when this is all said and done you can't take none of that money with you. Everything stays here and you go. And we have to stand before God and give an account. You know, at the end of the day, we all going to have to, one day we're going to all die if we don't get caught up in the rapture. You know what I mean? But we're going to stand before God one day. And we're going to have to give an account for what it is that we've done. And what, 5 million is worth your soul? 20 billion? 60 billion? Whatever it is, $2, $3? 
It's not worth it. Nothing. It's not. Be true to who you are. Yeah. Well, thanks very much. What can we expect apart from you know you've got the the, the new uh, starting next week? But are we going to expect new music? Are we going to expect anything in the near future? All of that is so much coming down the pipeline. You know what? I'm. I've never thought that I could be an entrepreneur. Um, and so many things that's coming from Pamela Long. Like, listen, it's it's things that I didn't even think that I can do. Um, right now, I just um, finishing up working on book number two. Wow. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't even think that book number one could come out. You know, I didn't even think that I was I was wise enough or smart enough to do that. You know, but it's just like you know, God, He just always just blows your mind. You know, to to where the things that you never thought that you could do. You know, even when it comes down to you know me um, having my own record label. You know, and I'm the first artist that's coming out from my label. Ah, you know, who would have ever thought, right? What's exactly. The name of your label? Um, a way out productions. You know, a way, a way out. out. Yes, a way out because I it, it helps to give artists a way out to be who they are. You know, that you don't have to sell out to the industry. So A Way Out Productions, and I'm actually going to be the first one dropping from A Way Out. I had a couple of singles that did well, which I'm grateful for. And um, But right now, um, then from that, it's like um, I have a, 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 should I say soft drink? Or it's like a soft drink, energy drink. It's like a energy drink, but natural um, energy drink that um, idea that God gave to me. So it's just like so many different things. Who would have ever thought? Like, it's just like... Wow. I don't know. But it's just like I'm grateful for it. So it's so many things that is coming down the pipeline. So I'm excited about it. I'm thankful. And then, like you said, the show is something that, you know, um, you know, like I said, it's not it's not me. God gave me the opportunity because it was up to me. Like I said, all the things that I have done and that was in social on social media and people seeing me and then the things that people didn't see and me knowing the things that I've done. For me to have this opportunity to be on the show is is definitely grateful. I'm grateful for it. I'm thankful, and I'm looking to do the right thing from this time forward. And um, yeah. Okay. The music. When when can we expect that? Because that's, that's... right. You know what? The music is going to be dropping. Um, it's going to be some music dropping from myself. Um, um, you can I can say within the next couple of months. Within the next um, within the next month and a half, two months, you'll hear, you'll hear my voice again on the radio and, and streaming and all of those great things, even the more. And then too, I'm actually going to redrop the record that I did with Breezy called Why. So I'm going to drop that because the world has yet to hear it. It did good as a single, but I, it, I'm going to redrop it because a lot of people, it's like, I didn't hear this song. You know, when you read the comments on uh, social media and it's just like, people are like, I didn't hear this song that you did. It's, it's so good, which I'm grateful for that people like the song. So I'm going to redrop that out, um, that record as well, too. It's called Why. You can check it out if you go on. I did, uh, I did, I did say today. I also, so yes. it was, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was definitely and, good. Um, yeah, but I, as I said, I was surprised that it didn't. But then again, you know, 2015, when it came out 2015 or so? No, it came out uh, 20, was it 20? 18, 19, it might've been 19. And, but at the end of the day, that's, but you know what, that's, if you think about it, think about the song, um, My Boo. Um, not, no, not My Boo. Um, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh man, I can't think of the song right now. I'm so sorry. But if you, know, if you think about some of the artists right now, how some of the music that they did before, and then when their name hit and it sparked, next thing you know, it was just like, so it's just like, it's just that spark. It's just sometimes it's just like you just got to wait. Sometimes you're not ready for the moment. And I wasn't ready for the moment. Had I been in the moment when all this stuff happened to me, it probably would have been worse. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, it's timing. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And so uh, I would hope when the music is coming out, uh, you'd give us another opportunity to, 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 to speak to you and, and promote the, the, the music and, and stuff. Definitely. Because, um, I, I, I know that I, I was on a short time place and I appreciate we kind of went a little bit over than, yeah, than what you yeah, expected. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and, and the focus of the show wasn't, you know, you know, Total was a great, great group. Um, but it's it was just a, as you as you said it was a part of what you are but isn't isn't over you and I didn't want to put too much emphasis um, on that. But thank you so much. Most people would not forgive me if I don't ask what your top three singles that you ever came out with um, when 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 you're part of Total. If you had three singles that you say, well, these are my top three. What uh -huh. what would they be? And it could be the features as well. <laughs> right. You know what? I'm going to go with uh, Can't You See, Kissing You, and um, for my last, I would, dog, I don't, for the last one, I don't know. It, it was some, it was some good music that we had. You know, Sitting Home was a great one. Um, I guess I'll go with, no, Tripping, Tripping. I'm going to go with Tripping. Yeah, kissing, kissing You, was it the remix that you, that you, with Puffy, that, or was oh. it the original? Okay. <laughs> how did yeah, how did you how did they pick who was sing because and some songs like Kissing You the Remix, you sang pretty much the, the main the whole thing. Um you but know, Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? It was Puff's ears. It was you know, Puff ears. He it was what he heard and whatever he heard, it was just like he knew what what voices to put on the record and it just went from there. But pretty much it was what he heard, you know, it was what he heard and how we went in, all of us would, would do our parts and you know, it was more or less sometimes that Puff was just like what he heard and he knew what a hit record he wanted it to sound like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I always wondered, because unlike uh, most other female groups that came out in the 90s, they had, you know, SW was probably with the big one where they just had Coco, which you guys, you did interchange, which was really yeah. good because it did, it meant that you were a proper unit and, and yeah. stuff. So that, that was very distinctive. Nice. It's, it's been really it's been really it's been an honor for me uh, as i yeah, said thank you. your showmanship as a performer um i, I just recently watched before preparing for this the <laughs> bad boy uh tour uh, nice. when you did in brooklyn and uh, the the other two was singing and then you're off in the corner down your dance and probably <laughs> says man i'm gonna go dance with power <laughs> so it just shows that you, you know you were just you it was all about just you just exhibiting the music you know sometimes it's almost like how michael used to be when um if you ever saw that this is it when he's when he's um the, his that final tour and he's just mm -hmm. doing his dancing you just felt that you were just you did the music sound forget the song i'm just going to go and dance and stuff which mm -hmm. which which is what the audience likes you know they you know I've, I've been to many concerts and um the concerts like new edition why we all love new edition because they put on a show Mm -hmm. they, they may not be the best vocalists, but performance-wise, mm -hmm. hardly anyone mm -hmm. beats them. And I think that's the one thing I always would always say about what you brought to yeah. the table was a performance and stuff like that. Are, are we still going to be able to see you dancing and stuff? Or, 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 or? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, you are. You know what? I'm still going to bring the dance and I'm still going to bring the vocals, whatever it is that you know, that I have, that God will still allow me to have. I'm coming with it all. I'm still that one that's going to bring the swag. You're going to see it in the in the show as well. There's so many things that you're going to see in the show. And you're just going to see just, 
you know, who I am. And um, I'm grateful to still be able to bring it to the table. And yes, that passion is still there. It's still burning. That light is still burning. And I'm grateful and I'm ready to hit the stage. Yes. Psalm 130. Was it 134 you told me to? Psalm 139. Oh, one. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> 139. You know, yes. it's, um, yeah, yeah. You know at, at you, what you said about um, about you know you can you can gain the world but lose your soul. I, I think so many people kind of forget that yeah. uh, even if I live to 150 years old, eternity far outweighs that. Yeah. And um, yeah. it, it's quite easy to to you know God says you know Jesus gave us one commandment. He says love God and love your neighbor as yourself as yeah. yourself. So. That was all he said. Forget the Ten Commandments, forget everything. Just, just love God. And with the, and the whole thing is, as you love God, He gives you the. It's, it's almost like He gives you the ability to then start to love others. Because you can't just love others without God, but you love Him, and then he, he empowers you to be able to to love others. But most importantly, He says, as yourself. So, the one thing that you started to talk about is that if you can't love yourself, how then do you start to love others? Because if you don't love yourself, how do you see others? You're seeing them in a, you're jealous of them, you're negative of them, yes. you're criticizing <laughs> them because it's about what you're seeing about yourself. And, and, and you know, it's, so many people become religious, but being, you know, I, I, you know I've, I've walked with God in, in, in a way where if the Holy Spirit tells me this is what you need to do, I don't even stop. I have to say, yes, you're right, because yes, I man. can't live in disobedience. I cannot. You yes. know, it, it, and so it's inspiring to hear you speak openly, um, especially as a celebrity, but very most people don't, aren't able to do that. And, and I just continue to pray because I know that mm -hmm. it's harder for you. You know, you, you've got more of a bigger platform and I know how the enemy comes and looks to strike the shepherd. Those who are in the spotlight, like I'm going to try and tear them down because if I can discredit you, I can discredit a lot. So you know, there's, there's like, there definitely will keep praying for you and, you. and for the journey that you're, you're, you're ahead, because it's not easy to be able to be a mouthpiece for the Lord in a public high, because I know a lot of people will be coming after to pull you back down. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you so much for your prayers. I thank you so much. God is so good, and I thank him, and like you said, it's just like all the commandments is, is, is definitely um, in that one. He, when he said, love God, and and love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, thy strength. And then he said to love thy neighbor as thyself. And you're absolutely right. And I thank you for the prayers, you know, because God knows that I need them. I just want to just live right. That's it. You know, finally in that place where it's just like, I just want to live right. God. That's it. That's what matters. And it's just like, and that's what I'm fighting to do. And I got to press every day. And I got to, like you said, can't live in a place of disobedience no more. Can't live in a place of religion no more. Yeah. You know, I've done it. You know, that was that was definitely my plight, you know. So, and I thank God for, like I said, the opportunity to be able to say, you know what? God, thank you. Thank you for slapping me down. Thank you. Enough is enough. And so thank you for this interview. It, it, it was beautiful. It was great. And I look forward to being back when the music comes out. Thank you. 
again. Yes, but I have to thank Rochelle for, for setting it up and, and, and yes, please, please please give us another chance when, when the music yeah, is out and, um, and, and hopefully give me more time as well. <laughs> as well. Yes, absolutely. So it, it definitely it definitely was meant to be this time, the way that everything went was supposed to be. And I thank you again for everything and please have an amazing, amazing night. And thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel but most importantly to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview, loads to come. But thanks a lot for watching.